Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gather around your speakers, hoop heads. It's NBA story time. Jamel Johnson here to spin you tales of NBA shenanigans you didn't know you needed to know. Like that time when a little startup league tried anything to be relevant. Or when Ricky Davis earned himself a dumb nickname. I also love you, Ricky Davis. Catch a new tale on NBA Storytime every week, then listen to the post game where I break it down with comedians, ballers, and what have you. Find NBA Storytime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24 7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Guys, what's up? want to take a quick second to let you guys know that our podcast is supported by Anchor. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm doing this ad from my phone as we speak. Anchor will will distribute, sorry, your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Evidently, I can't talk. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. Wash Up Walk-Ons, episode number 95, coming at you. We're hitting you with a combine recap. Talking about how our boys, the Hawks of this year, did in Indianapolis. What it means for their draft stock. What the combine tests actually mean. How much weight they actually have. You know, all of this. What does it mean? We'll figure it out. Let's have a day. Welcome back, Washed Up Walk-Ons fans, to this week's episode of The Pod, uh, where I take a moment to remind you guys that none of us are made of the same material uh, that Tristan is. And that was pretty much on display from the jump at the Combine. Uh, That was insane. And I'm pretty much a prime example of how uh, how we are not the same because I'm two years out of football and Kluver just put me through uh, two Real Housewives of L.A. workouts while he's been fired and they both hurt me very badly. Um, and Tristan was out just shredding the combine 
while I could hardly make it through a couple of lunges. So um, that's pretty much how we're going to start episode 95. Tristan's not a human being, and this is the Wash Walkins podcast. This is a podcast, and you're listening to it. And Kevin's here. Kevin, hi. What's up? Dude, Kev, I got to say, I know I text you this after I initially asked, but Drake, you'll love to hear this. I I finally got around to uh, texting Kevin about his job, like on a serious level, and I just sent him a text like, hey, shoot me like your three or four pros and cons of your job. And I was I was expecting like, you know, one, 10 to 12 words, two, 10 to 12 words. Kevin sent me back like a full progress report on his first 18 months with striker orthopedics. And I was, I was like, damn, this is why, this is why Kevin's better than me. He just is. Yeah. He just is. I mean, he's obviously going to be better than you in the business world. He's just, that's where his mind is. Like he's more minds are completely different. Yeah. And, Kevin, he's like got that directional focus. Like that's why he's always late to this podcast because he's like, fuck these guys. I'm not worried about these guys time. I'm on my time. Yeah. And uh, so he's making more, he's making more money than us. He's more successful than us, but he's also an asshole and he never shows up on time. Yeah. Dude, everybody's making more money than me right now. Um, I've been making unemployment jokes for like a week straight now. It's been great. Uh, And I just reminded everybody that you got fired to get in the intro. So. Yeah, you did. Um, uh, but that was that was good. Uh, you brought up, you know, I sent you a couple workouts. Um, for those that, hey, you want me to program some workouts for you? Offers always on the table. You know, hit me up. You can you can hit me at uh, Tyler Dash Kluver at live dot com or just DM me if you want to hurt a little bit. I can program you anything from. CrossFit to bodybuilding to hit workouts to body weight, anywhere from six to 65, 70 minutes, and I can make it hurt or I can make it whatever you want, and I can charge the fuck out of you for it. <laughs> um, Drake texted me today and said, hey, I want to hurt, and he gave me a couple movements, and so I was like, all right, I'm... I can make you hurt pretty bad, but it did. It hurt bad. You, uh, how's the old ankle doing? It's not great. It wouldn't, wouldn't be not great. It's, it's a good time to start putting together this CTE disability lawsuit against the university of Iowa. What? So I'm going to combine the fact that I for sure have CTE and also the fact that like, my back is completely fucked and I still can't walk right. And I'm just going to like combine it all and try and get the university to pay me a couple bucks. On what basis? I don't know, man. It's going to be down the road once, once I figure it out. <laughs> He's still putting it together. Uh, we're, it, we're in the real early uh, blueprint process. So this, okay. This brings me to my next question for those watching on the YouTube version whether that's a week after this episode came out on audio or if you're one of those lucky Patreon subscribers, shout out. You get to do this on day one that this podcast goes live. Why are uh, 
why are you dressed like you're a security agent? Uh, I'm John Wick, first of all. Okay. So put some respect on me. Um, secondly, I just decided that this podcast could use some extra flavor, and we didn't have a guest, so there's no extra flavor to this episode. Uh, we suck at this shit in the off season. So I'm like, Hey man, I'm just going to start coming to these podcasts dress sporadically. Just, you never know I'm going to show up, but sometimes it's going to be kind of funny and I don't know. Okay. Fair so enough. I, I question, are you wearing pants too? Or are you just got some shorts on? Or are you just showing off the camera as you put the whole suit on? Come on, bro. You know, I'm doing it like Shaq does or Charles Barkley on TNT. I've got sweatpants underneath His dicks out. Sticks out underneath, <laughs> beneath the camera. So, all right. So Drake is hurting, but dressed like dressed to impress, man. Jesus. My mom told me that a woman goes crazy for a sharp dressed man, and I'm all about picking up rich milfs. So I'm just hoping that this video, maybe on Twitter or Instagram, or you know, maybe rich milfs listen to our podcast, uh, if it finds its way to any of them. And they would like a sharp dressed man. I'll even get a haircut, uh, make sure my face is shaved. Um, you know, it's like The Bachelor. I, I'm not going to speak for the rich <laughs> milfs, but I'm not sure the John Wilk, <laughs> the John Wick look is the one that they're they're going after. Hey, it's okay. It was a start. It's better than you did today. I'm not going to speak for the rich. You ever, you ever imagined you'd utter those words in, in that order? I never thought I'd had to, but you know, Drake made me. Never. So, that's a new one. We're not going to speak for the rich milfs on this podcast. All right. Well, the one thing that is happening uh, that's anywhere relevant to Iowa football or this podcast right now is we have five former teammates and brothers and Hawkeyes that are either done or currently finishing up um, their time at the NFL Combine 2020 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Your boys made an appearance one time there, and we will leave it at that. Uh, Dude, can we bring up the fact that the food after the game was absolutely horrible and we were trying we were just wandering around indianapolis in the freezing cold trying to find a bite to eat at three o'clock in the morning yeah like that was not a good sitch man we had just lost the big 10 championship and we couldn't get any food i do not remember what we got after that so we ate like we ate like we ate like prisoners we ate like you don't remember fed was pissed we just got the prisoner treatment so we got we got beat in the fourth quarter of the Big Ten Championship. Uh, if you're new to this podcast, that we were a part of that, and then we got on the bus. Now, not and only it was one of the worst days of our not lives. Not only did we have to wait on the bus for way too long to go seven point seven five miles back to our hotel, like I could have walked. A lot of guys. Well, or no, was it Bo and Josie got left? I don't know. Josie got left. Could have walked back to the hotel. Could have walked back and made it back much faster. Um, but we got fed like cold meat sandwiches that you wouldn't give to. If your kids got it served to them at at grade school, you'd be like, "Come on, like your school needs yeah. to be better." Yeah, like, you'd we be, paid for better than this. Yeah, you'd be asking where the funding for your for your kids' meals were coming from. 
So I don't know. All I do remember is that it, somebody was like, next time we're back here, we're going to make sure this shit is fixed. And I just knew, like, I when I heard that, one of the staff said that, and I was like, fuck. We're never coming back here because they just, they just jinxed <laughs> that was, it. That was like one of those, oops. Yeah. Like, dude, you don't say that, man. You don't tell talk about us coming back here when we're talking about cold meat sandwiches. Anyway, Kev, I'm surprised. Michigan you State got Chick-fil-A that night. Michigan State. And I'll bet they got double spicy. They didn't get spicy. They got double, double crispy. They got double crispy, but double they probably crispy. didn't get Chick-fil-A. They probably got like prime rib. And uh, LJ Scott wasn't, wasn't Mark D'Antonio paying his players. Aren't we the 2015 uh, Big Ten champs? You know, we have had a couple people tweeted us about that. Uh, the shirts, man. I, I want my shirt. I don't want it. Even if we are, I don't want it because I don't want something cheap like that. I know Kevin wouldn't accept it either. Give me my shirt. <laughs> All right, that would hurt. Anyway. Inside of that stadium, Lucas Oil, we had some we had some boys going to work, and Drake opened the podcast with talking about uh, probably the the best the biggest boy the big the biggest of boys, and that's really what he is. He's just a big fucking kid. Uh, is he the biggest freak at the combine this year? No, Isaiah Simmons is. Isaiah Simmons, okay, that was fucking unreal. What he did. that was unbelievable and, too. And, and let's. You know what? Let's start there. I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up what he did. Isaiah Simmons was one of the most incredible combines I've ever seen. So there's just people who are built of different material. Right. And okay. Tristan is absolutely a cheat code, right? So um, him and this Isaiah guy, they're built from the same material, whatever, Vibranium. whatever, vib- yeah, whatever biomechanic, uh, bio material this is that they're made of um they're built from it he is uh he is a d-end well he really is whatever you want him to be from clemson no he's a linebacker defensive back i know but didn't he play like five different positions at this well he played yeah but he's between he's a hybrid d-back linebacker he's gonna be a linebacker in the nfl he is 6'3 230 40 pounds and he ran a 439 40 yard dash which and then he broad jumped 11 feet right and he with, 39 right and he like he shut the whole place down he he, he didn't even run a second 40 dude he literally did the Deion Sanders and ran out of the building yeah he did the Brant Gressel um <laughs> we gotta get Brant on this podcast man uh so Isaiah is another freak, but second to maybe Isaiah Simmons, our guy Tristan Wirfs, which we all knew. I mean, if you go back to that episode where Drake and I got to talk to to Tristan while he's training, Kevin wasn't able to make it for that one, but we knew that this guy was going to just go and tear up the combine, and I don't understand, I guess, why no one else saw that. The whole thing about him not having elite. Not being an elite athlete. When I saw that, I was so mad. I'm like, what do these guys get paid for? They fucking suck at their job. That was one guy who said that. I think I don't think there's any other 
pro analyst that had that take. There was, was just one guy who, yeah. you know, probably just running out of things to say about people. And there was, of, I saw it from two different accounts, two, two separate draft and analyst accounts or drafts, uh, sources every year when they, when this comes along, they, they said it. Um, and then everybody obviously took that and ran with it because our guy Tristan, I want to do him right here, so I'll pull up his official stuff. He um he did twenty four reps on the bench. Let's we're gonna break this down a little bit. I want to go over kind of the combine and our thoughts on the actual tests that they do, just to get get your guys' thoughts on how they actually translate and what they actually mean. But our guy, before we break it down. 6'5", 320 pounds, 24 reps on the bench press, 4.85 seconds on the 40-yard dash. 30, That's a mic drop right there. You just pause yeah. and drop them. 36-and-a-half-inch vertical <laughs> and 10-1 broad jump. So first of all, Kevin was right. When, I, when we were texting the group, whoever's, it, was, it was either Kevin or you, whoever it was, that said that the broad jump was the most important or the most impressive was right because the fact that he could get 320 pounds over 10 feet my my head is on the floor i don't think i'm a part of that text message no one has added me back to moose puke yet um because <laughs> oh, I, oh shit you know back, you know back in there i've left i left for like two weeks and i was gonna say something but then i haven't had it so yeah i left that for, for the listeners the Benton Savages text message group got absolutely wild and more insane than it's ever gotten. It's no longer the Benton Savages. It the the name of the of the group went from Benton Savages to Moose Puke at one point, and I don't. There were some other names too, but it got so rowdy and disgusting that I left the group. I just left it, and so. I didn't actually talk about it with y'all in a conversation other than just the Twitter conversation that was going on over social media and all that. I have to say the broad jump is actually insane. Um, And I'll say this, if you watch, if you watch the broad jump for a big man to move in the middle of the air, once he's off the ground for him to pull his lower body and yeah. catch himself. He arched just like they teach the uh, right the long jumpers and stuff. At, dude. at 325, 320 pounds, then to you know just perfectly time it and catch himself to get ultimate distance, and then stay on his feet and stick it and make it official. Absolute insanity. But insanity. It, you can say the same thing for a thirty-six and a half inch vertical jump. I mean, dude jumped higher than. To to the two most elite receivers in the draft, Jerry Judy and Ceedee Lamb, he had higher verts than both of them. Um, I think they both, which is absolutely bonkers, because he's got a hundred and thirty pounds on them. Just, but like when you watch his forty, dude, when you watch his forty, the way he moves, yeah, it's it's like so graceful, dude. His mm-hmm. stride looked so like picturesque. It was. Perfect. I was shocked that he was that smooth. He, you look at the guy and you're like, and you hear it on the on the film if you watch. Um, 
Rich Eisen goes, and that's insanity. Insanity. Because the reason, and you didn't even need to see, you don't even need to see a time. You don't need a time, all right? Fuck the 485. I don't care. Just the way he was moving down the line, like he was looking like he would hawk somebody. When you watch somebody run, you can tell, you know, that guy's athletic or not. We gave we gave shit to Lima all the time about it. <laughs> we had a strength coach, and he we talked about it a couple weeks ago. He the way he ran is just like, man, you just naturally there's better athletes out there than you. And Tristan's at the top of that level at 320 pounds to move so smooth and effortlessly down a 40 yard stretch at four, eight, five seconds. I mean, I ran four, nine, two. I don't know what you guys ran. Drake. You pulled a hamstring, Kev. You ran four, seven, four six, nine, or something. Four, seven, one. Four, seven, four. So, four, seven, yeah, something around there. I mean, Tristan is coming in a hair after Kevin, basically in real that's, time. Like that's disgusting. And you got to remember, dude, those combine timings are rough. Like, yeah, some guys don't run well at the combine. They didn't get as long to train and. For a guy like Tristan, he played a lot of snaps this year. So, like, he was coming off a full season of work on his legs in a shortened period of time. Like, yeah. that is craziness. I want to – and then 24 reps on the bench press, which was actually the first number that came out. And I want to talk about that because at first people were like, wow, he's that's, that's a bad start. Like, that's underperforming. And so now this is where I want to get into. We're going to talk about our other guys as well, but obviously Tristan's the talking point here. What does a bench mean for a guy at the combine? What does a 40 mean for a guy at the combine? And I guess where I would start with that is it means different things for different positions. It it, it definitely means a whole lot for different positions. Not one drill out of the the vertical, the 40, the bench uh, there's, you know, there's no three cone on here uh, for AJ and them. I have their numbers on some of that, but um, not one specific drill, a hundred percent translates to you are or you aren't a good football player. No, I mean, not even close. Um, you know, I, I mean, so the two hundred and twenty-five pound bench drill is stupid for an offensive lineman because, like, who really cares how many times you can like block a safety? Let's see how many times you can, you know bench a lot if you want to do a strength test like that well it's also the way i described it to somebody who was in an argument with some cyclone fan about how the long snapper for iowa state did 19 and tristan did 24 is like great you have these two data points but what a bench test is is a very very concentrated controlled specific movement where you are on your back there's a lot of ways to get reps and cheat the movement anyway the even if it was like a perfect test the strength doesn't technically relate to what you're going to be seeing because you're going to be on your feet when you're playing offensive line you're using your lower body you're using the you're, you're you're using the connection between your lower body and your upper body which a better movement to see how that translates is a hang clean by the way he hang cleans 450 for four and I told the guy, I was like, I did two less reps than Tristan did, 
but I guarantee Tristan throws me five yards in the air on a football field. And what you see on on tape from Tristan Wirth speaks for itself. So yeah, there, there's not a coach that's smart, a, a, a scout that's smart, that gives a fuck that Tristan Wirth did 24 reps at the Combine. So the bench is a rough gauge to measure your upper body strength. Um, is it in this, you know, flawed, obviously. Very. You know, you get as an offensive lineman, you get above 20. Awesome. They don't really care about that. If you get below 20, it looks bad because you're probably not that as strong as you want right. to be. Above 20, cool. They just check a box, and that's all they really need to see. Right. Now, in the same way that Tristan's bench probably doesn't translate that much to him playing offensive line, Tristan running a 4.85. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Also, doesn't 100% really translate to him playing a line? It doesn't it, matter. Everything, if, everything in the four eight five was about the way it looked right. and how smooth he was, and just them being able to see, like, wow, this is the way that this specimen actually moves. Right. Well, I mean, that and the two jumps just show like how explosive he is and how he can get off the ball real quick and into yeah. the defensive line. Right. That's, Absolutely. That's the stuff they're looking for, and then they care about what he does in the actual drills. How does his feet move? Can he move his feet and his hands at the same time? Yeah. How does he just look? Does he just look athletic? Does he look like he has heavy feet? And no, he fucking killed the on-field drills too. Exactly. I mean, right. he fucking he murdered. He murdered. He's a twenty. Guy. He's a twenty-one-year-old kid who's not a power lifter that has an unbelievable lower body strength and just isn't like a bench presser who cares he has long like long arms right hey guys yep it's me again gotta interrupt the episode real quick to talk to you guys about spotify uh one of the sponsors of this podcast on spotify you can listen to all your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free you don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. Yeah, we're on Spotify. I don't know how we did that, but pretty cool. Um, other things you can do on Spotify is follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline, wherever you are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for Wash up walk-ons on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure to follow us so that you never miss an episode of the Wash Up Walk-ons. I think where I think this where this comes back to is he's maybe one of, and we've we've seen a lot. Kevin, we're all in the strength industry, or we kind of were in it for a while. We saw a lot of you know we know what elite D one numbers are for all the major lifts. Kevin was literally a strength coach intern for a summer. Um, so he was immersed in that world for, you know, for three, four months. It was our interest. We all know a lot about it. I'm personally into, I, you know, I follow all types of weightlifters, CrossFitters, all this stuff. Out of all the people I've ever seen, and I'm aware of like the best in each one of these categories in the world, Tristan is up there as 
may be one of the most athletic people on the planet for how big he is and what he can do just all around. And that's why it's funny because those people put out that he's doesn't possess elite athleticism. So um, I'm glad he shut him up, man. Yeah. The, you know, he's, it is what it is. He's going to be a, it hit, you know, it's nice to have a, you know, social media blow up because regardless of, you know, the coaches that I, I also told somebody this on Twitter, I think that 80 for most players, 80 to 90% of what coaches and scouts want to see from 80 to 90% of players is, you know, when they come to the complex during the year, their scouts, what do the coaches say about them? What do they hear about? him from other guys that know shit in the industry. What does he say and how does he act in the interviews at the combine? All of the, tape say? Yeah. What what does the tape say? All of that plays a much bigger factor into what um into if they're gonna like him as a prospect or not, rather than these I numbers think, that I think what up. his combine did was put him in the uh top ten. That's my prediction. For sure. I mean and like Kluver said, you know the tape doesn't lie. The tape set says 10 times more than anything else ever could is of how good of a football player you are. Right. And Tristan's put on some pretty damn good tape over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And all this combine did was cement that he was an unbelievable athlete. That's going to have no problem competing in the NFL level. So yeah, he's absolutely a top 10 pick. He was a top 10 pick coming in. He might even be a top five pick now. Yep. What? I, that would be insane. I think so too. I think when so Sheriff too. went top five or did he go six? He, get, he went fifth. Fifth, yeah. When he went fifth, oh man, that was so sick. Our guy, QB one, number four, Nate Stanley started off the weekend for our guys at the combine. Nate, um, big dick Nate. They didn't uh, list his dick measurement measurement. <laughs> um, so they must have forgot. It's huge. Yeah, they they just. I think the coaches all knew, so they just didn't measure it, or I'm not sure. Um, well, but, they wear compression shorts. Right. 6'4", 235, 12-inch dick, 10-inch ten, ten hands. 10-inch um, hands is big. Quarterback hand size, They some people do look into that. Um, Joe Burrow's thinking about retiring. Yeah, he's going to retire. 481 uh, for our guy, Nate Stanley. Not bad. Moving, man. People think they, he's they slow. Said he was slow. They said he couldn't get out of the pocket. Four eight one isn't slow, man. Dude, I told you, sneaky fast, long legs. I mean, he's a big, he's a big guy for a quarterback too. Yeah, yeah, he is. Four four eight one on the forty again. You know, for a quarterback position, maybe the yeah the forty does matter a little bit more for a quarterback than it does for an O lineman. But does it matter a hundred percent? It's a nice feather in his cap, knowing that he's a big pocket passer, and that's what he. Uh, kind of hangs his hat on, but right at the end of the day, he can get out there and run four eight one twenty eight and a half on the vert. You really could probably give a fuck what a quarterback jumps. Um, a hundred and eight inches on the broad jump, which is nine feet. I, yeah, nine feet even. Nine feet. Um, which is fine. Seven two six three cone. Pretty damn good. That's really good. Pretty damn good for a quarterback. Um, feet. Four four eight twenty yard shuttle. It's not bad. It's okay. Um, not doesn't hurt him. And then I think obviously for the quarterbacks, uh, you're looking at what they can do on the field. And I didn't see some some great passes. I watched several of his throws. Yeah. Just going back to what we said earlier, you know, different tests mean different things for different positions. 
combine quarterbacks, how do you throw? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you ran a good 40? Cool. That's a nice, you know, added plus. How do you throw? That's all they care about. Yep. Just a feather in their cap. And I think Nate looks really good throwing. He All this stuff has come about out about him working with his quarterback coach and changing up his mechanics a little bit or just tightening them down. And uh, he looks smooth. I didn't get to watch, but he looks smooth on the on the couple highlights that I saw. I really think that his whole goal of becoming this year's Daniel Jones and just having one team fall in love with him, you know, I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick by any means and sneak in up there somewhere, but I think he, wherever he is drafted, I think just give him a chance, and I think he's got a real shot. That's my thoughts. He's got all the tools. He's got the arm. He's got the brains. He's got enough athletics. That's what it takes, man. In the NFL, that's exactly what it takes. There's some brilliant minds there that can spend 12 hours a day with their quarterbacks. And, I mean, he he has the tools. A.J. Epinesa took the field on Saturday while I was at a wedding, which is why um, we're recording this in the afternoon on Sunday because I had to drive back from a wedding. I was tired as shit. Uh, I was actually sleeping. I fell asleep on the guys when they were tra- they're like, "Hey, let's go get the podcast going." Typically, it's Kevin is the one that sleep on the podcast job, but today it was you. But then uh, it was him too because he was still last. Yeah. So AJ took the field six five two seventy five. I really for like, I don't know why, but I did. I never pictured AJ as this big dude, like massive. He was obviously big. Like he's he's AJ. But I never saw him as like. Yeah, he's not a big bruiser, dude. He's a he's just the the best hands, feet, pass rusher that is in the draft. Class. Right, but he's still six five, two seventy five. Like the man ain't small. He's, oh, by no means. He's just not Chris Wormley. No. <laughs> um, a five oh four forty yard dash. Now again, we just said it's what you do on the field most of it, but this did surprise me. Just straight up. If you're just like, I don't care how good at football he is, how fast do you think A.J. Epinesa runs a 40? I'd be like, well, he's definitely under five. Mm-hmm. And I would have said like 4.8, 4.85. I would have said 4.8 as well, maybe 4.85. Right. 5.04. I mean, that's slower than all three of us. I mean, Drake pulled his hamstring, so. I still ran faster than that guy. What Did you finish yeah, that? Um, yeah, I ran 4.71. Okay. So the 40 means a little bit more for a defensive end than it does for an offensive lineman, obviously. Because uh, a defensive end, like, those are probably some of the freakiest athletes in the mm-hmm. NFL. And, you know, if you want to pressure a NFL quarterback against an NFL offensive tackle, you kind of got to be a freaky athlete. So they, they do take some stock in that. You know, I'm sure A.J. wasn't happy with that, and that's probably going to hurt him a little bit. But, again, at the end of the day, look what he did on tape. Look what he did against some of the best tackles in college football, man. He, he can play. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's all about what he does. So, you know, the things that – you know, A.J. really didn't put up an impressive number. His broad jump was really good, um, you know, 10 feet almost. He uh, – you know, his vert was 32-and-a-half, nothing crazy. Good vertical, explosive. 17 reps on bench press. I mean – I had a better fucking combine than AJ Epinesa. Let's just be honest. AJ Epinesas are also like you just said, he's a lot bigger than you. Okay, this okay. Is, yeah, yeah. This is a good point. This is a good point. Numbers. Here's here's the way that I described it to my buddy. Um, he's like, dude, why did AJ only get 17 on the bench? You know, he, he like Hawkeye fan, just kind of like, dude, 
how? And I was just like, you know, it's underperforming what I thought he was going to get for sure. But at the same time, he's kind of like Tristan. He's a 21-year-old kid who has never been known as a bruiser. You know what I mean? He's just a great defensive lineman. And I was like, you know, he's a little less strong than I thought he was, but he's just a young kid still. He has a ton of growing yet to do. Right. So on the team, there's like weight room guys, guys who like kill it in the weight room. Yeah. You know, they could be good on the field. They could be bad off the field, but there's guys who they just kill it in the weight room. Yeah. Like I, I killed it in the weight room and I kind of sucked. Sure. Yeah. Case in point. Anyway, <laughs> um, there's also guys who just aren't really good in the weight room, but you put them on the field, you put them in pads and they can just play. So I'm not saying AJ wasn't never great in the weight room, but he, you know, his numbers were just average for, for a defensive end, I would say. Which is okay. You know, his pass rushing numbers weren't average, though. His pass rushing numbers were not average. <laughs> and he got, you put him in a three-point stance, and he can get around anybody on the goddamn field. And you yeah. put him in a four-point, and he looks real good. He looks real right, scary exactly. to an offensive But he was not a guy who squatted a house. He wasn't a guy who, you know, you put two waitresses on a chair, and he could bench press them. Um, he's, you know – some guys just have the the factor, the it factor, when you get them on the field. So, and that that was AJ. They can you know, play. He showed up. He showed up freshman year, and he could rush the passer, and that's just what he's good at doing. He's got Samoan or whatever in his blood. Samoan. He's got Uso in his blood, and uh, that carries him. I mean, that's just the one thing. Like you can measure numbers all you want, and like your your keyboard warriors who love stats and love analytics can sit there and be like, "Oh, I knew it." Had questions about AJ, you know, didn't know, slow start to his senior season. You know, the numbers right there, they tell the whole story. He's just not he's just not what people think he is. And it's just like it's junior season. It's like, all right, or it's junior season. Um it's right, okay. Well, there's a lot of coaches who know and look at guys and they're just like they just understand that some guys can play football. And there is nothing at the combine that tests if you're good at like just a overall stat of like, hey. What one out of ten is this guy good at football? Because AJ, he's well, they all get a very high score. Scores on about a ten on that yeah. scale, and there's just nothing that that tests that. Some there's going to be somebody that falls in love with AJ, and he's going to rush the passer for fucking ten years. And yeah, somebody's falling in love with him in the first round. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Just because so, just because he isn't that fast and isn't a power lifter doesn't mean that somebody doesn't want him lined up like Nick Bosa did for the 49ers mm-hmm. because I mean, elite pass rushes are hard to find. They are, you know, and not to, I mean, he did not have a good combine and he, I'm sure he'll look to bounce back at pro day, but That's it is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. These, these tests do factor in because he probably did lose some money today. This yeah, he, he, he maybe lost, you know, maybe one or two teams now that we're thinking about drafting him back off and maybe choose somebody else but I still don't think he slips out of the first round and the other nice thing is is you can always get you know I I think a lot of days or a lot of times these days coaches do take stock in hey maybe you come to the the combine and you know Josie went to the combine and he described the process they're poking and prodding you for four or five days straight you're up early for interviews I mean it is not a if you're talking about a, Josie said it was like the worst two days of his life. Right. If, if yeah, you're talking, Josie hated it for sure. If you're talking about an environment where 
you're looking for someone to perform. This isn't to say that people can't go out and do it because obviously they do. Tristan did it. But if you're looking at an environment where, you know, you're primed to perform at your best, the combine really isn't the place to do it. Like a, a spot like Pro Day where, you know, it's kind of on your own time. Coach Doyle is going to be able to control the tempo and the, the flow of that. There's, a, there's an order exactly when they know where when they're going to go, what they're going to do. Doyle's going to have them primed up on every single lift and run that they're about to do with the exact warm-up that they need to. AJ could come out and have a bomb-ass Pro Day at I, in Iowa City and be right back up to where people thought he was going to go. I mean... And again, all this, it's none of it's black and white. Some team could have decided mid-season, they're like, this AJ Epines kid, we just fucking love this guy. We're drafting him, doesn't matter what he does. Like, as long as he doesn't absolutely bomb out or do something stupid off the field, we're drafting him because we just have a feeling. Yeah, that's the thing. Character through the roof with this guy, too. Yeah, it just, I mean, and they're going to add all those coaches. They talk to Doyle. They talk to Coach Ference. And guys like AJ and Tristan and Nate, they all get the highest praise, and everybody takes into account what the co- what the coaches at Iowa have to say about those guys. So, um, and then today we have uh, we have two more. We'll finish it up with uh, OJ and OJ killed. OJ only increased his stock running four four five four four five for OJ on the forty. Um, I don't think he bench pressed yesterday. Um, I saw Gino hit twelve reps on the bench, which. For safety, it's a weird. I don't know. You want to talk about it, Kev? For safeties in the in the draft, it's like, I guess for some of them, if if your strength is questioned, if you can step up and hit ten plus reps on the bench press, is that like a nice little? Hey, I'm not, I'm not, skinny boy. Like, well, I feel like anyone who gets invited to the combine who's not a kicker should hit two twenty five for at least ten. Yeah. Um, how much stock do they put in? I honestly couldn't tell you. It's a, that's, that's a one. That's you know. Your safety, does a bench press really translate to how you play on the field? Not at all. Not a ton. Um, Hit at least 10. Cool. Right. Awesome. Um, Man, with Gino, it's it's another one of those things. It's kind of like a Desmond thing. Like, on on tape, does it look like the guy can play football? Does it look like he know, know what he's doing? Is he is he making football plays that are just instinct? He's he's moving somewhere before he even knows what's happening, just because he knows what's going on inside his genes, inside his bones. He just knows football. Gino's one of those guys. Um, OJ is, I mean, you, you don't you don't want to run fifty five and sixties next to OJ. Let me tell you that. I didn't know he was that good of an athlete, though, dude. I didn't know he was four, four, five fast. I really didn't. I didn't know top line speed either, um, because he played so well this year, and the fact that he had his senior tape <clears throat> and ran a four, four, five—that's big. Now let's talk about you know. Now we're to a position where that forty, now that shit matters. Now forty that matters. Way matters. Pretty way matters. And you're running uh, routes or covering. Right. You got a receiver running four, three, five, four, four. On a DB that might be running four, you know, DB goes out and shows at the combine he runs four five five four six. Now you're now you're in a bad spot because that's a step or two when you're running go routes. You know, that's that's not what a team wants to see. Now again, when you put the pads on, some people play different. You put those pads on, some people aren't affected, some people are. You just got to go prove. I mean, fucking Jake Gervas is in the NFL. I mean, 
That, that just another mic drop, Cluer. Jake ain't fast, boys. Nope. That's where we're at with that That's one. Just That's just it. I, 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 Jake just takes so many unwarranted shots in this podcast. And he, it's well, no, 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 not unwarranted. Nothing at Jake Gervas ever unwarranted. You know, and he's playing safety. It's different. Corner, corner is the maybe one of the only positions where forty actually matters, and even then. Uh, so much has to go with your release. Can you get hands on a guy? You know, that fucks a, it's It's different when you're running a 40 with nobody on you as opposed to OJ's got his hands on you. You know, that gives him a little bit. So, um, Kev, what, what would your coverage call be if Gervas was playing corner against Julio? I mean, it's just a go route every single time. Like, And if you don't convert at least 85% of them, like, <laughs> I don't know who you have at quarterback. <laughs> oh my god that like just... uh, what, what, what type of question is that drake i don't even I know, know. I asked potential what situation you would call if you were the defensive coordinator and oh what coverage would i call yes, that was my i have to have jake at cornerback yes yeah. against julio is the towel boy hurt or what <laughs> you're trying to get the manager in. listen man i'm just trying to do you know like a little uh Mary fornicate kill. This is just like the the football version. So if I have to have Jake Gervash playing cornerback over Julio Jones, I'm gonna play twenty yards off. Two, I'm gonna play cover two man. So, yep. The cornerback plays inside and underneath the receiver, while the safety plays over the top. You better hope that you also you don't also have Jake at safety because. Because Julio, Julio won me two wins that like at least sixty five percent. Julio also wins against guys that look like Julio. So, um, and Gervas looks like the fucking drive through attendant at Checkers. So, I mean, that just is what it is. Uh, Whoa, he just got slaughtered. Yeah, I mean, it's just what it is. Gino. Gino and, and OJ have yet to finish. They're going to run three cone, all this all this other stuff. I imagine that Gino and OJ both do really well on on all of those. Um, it'll be interesting to see. What do you guys – I mean, where do we finish this? Well, I think Tristan obviously did nothing but help himself. Uh, we talked about – Tristan's it. done testing. He's going to walk in on pro day. Shake a couple hands. A nice little chocolate milk and, you know, get measured, get weighed. Yeah. Do some interviews. Yeah, that's about it. AJ's gonna go out and try and prove a few things, which it, which you know, again, even if he dropped a couple spots, he's still a first rounder. I think Nate did what he, as a quarterback, Nate did what he had to do. Nate's gonna, you know, for Nate, a huge part of his shit is they're gonna go in that meeting room and flip on the film and ask him questions about, you know, what's he seeing coverage wise, what's his check here, what's all this stuff. They want to know what's up in Nate's brain. You can't. And look. I'm sure they're going to want to see him throw again. So yeah, they want to see him throw. They um, love watching their quarterbacks throw. And then for for OJ and and Gino, you know it. Some of the some of the DB stuff is exciting. They want to see him on on a receiver. They want to see him backpedal. Um, they want to know what's in those guys' head too. Um, That's where both those guys excel. I don't know. I don't know about OJ or you know. I'd I'd like to say that all of our guys are fifth round or better. But um, I also don't know shit. I think OJ's helped him. OJ's definitely getting drafted now for sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Gino here tests. Um, he's kind of like another one of those guys who, you know, 
not a huge weight room guy. Doesn't put up freaky numbers. I don't even know if he's going to run freaky numbers, but you put him on the field and put him in pads, he can go and hit a fucker. And he can, yeah. I just, I just hope that his on field, his film is just enough. You know, yeah. we we talked it. about it back when he declared he was the one guy that. You know, I'm never going to speak for my teammates, but as an outsider separating myself from being one of his former teammates and a Hawkeye fan, like he's just the one guy that I worried about. Like, could we have stayed another year and maybe got a little more on on field and and all that? But he's here now, and it's time to go ball. So let the kid ball. Um, that's about it. We're going to record another podcast here in a few hours with a very special guest. Hope that one goes well. Drake, are you still going to be dressed as a uh, fucking... No, man. I'll have a totally different outfit on it. Okay. Right. Probably much more relaxed this time. Okay. I might show up in like a banana costume or something. Wow. All right. Well, that's a draft recap from three white guys in Iowa or from Iowa who uh, didn't go to the Combine, didn't play in the NFL, and... Um, don't have anything to do with any kind of sports at all anymore. So... Congratulations for wasting 46 of your minutes. And, uh, you know, we love But if you laughed at all, then it was worth it. And the, the Gervas checkers comment was good enough. And, you know, congratulations. We'll um, see you, uh, episode 96. Yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Walk on's out. Not like you guys are not going to listen because you're waiting for us to say a bunch of stupid shit like we always do. It's just what we do. Art don't have stars. They don't. I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz. And I'm Lindsay Zarniak. And together we'll be hosting the On, On Her, Her Turf, Turf podcast. podcast. This summer, On Her Turf is hosting a daily Olympics podcast that focuses exclusively on women's sports and the amazing women competing in Tokyo. We'll bring you interviews with Olympians and in-depth analysis on your favorite teams. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the challenges still facing women's sports today. So join us daily at On Her Turf as we cover all the excitement of the Tokyo Olympics. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and be sure to follow On Her Turf on Twitter and Instagram too. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.